everybody. We're so glad that you're joining us here tonight. I have a special guest with me, Wally Alasunde. Uh, listen, Wally is my friend. Wally goes to our church. He's just a, a man of God, great marriage, great family. Uh, he's one of our church elders. He's also uh, on our church board and uh, just a man that I really admire and I really respect. And he has a background in business and also banking. And so the reason that we wanted to bring him on today is how many people know we're in a lot of uncertain times. Yeah. We're in times that are unprecedented. We're in times that are just, if we're to be honest, they're weird right now. And because of Wally's uh, you know, history and his expertise, we wanted to talk about finances. We wanted to talk about money. We wanted to talk about what the Bible has to say uh, about money and how we can use money. Uh, let's face it, uh, again, like I said, there's some different things that are going on. Uh, people are worried. There's some real fear that's out there. People are worried about their jobs. People are worried about their finances. People are worried about their, the stock market and their retirement and, and what things are looking like. And so we believe that God has an answer for every question that we have. Yes. The stuff that we're de dealing with right now is not caught, in, caught God off guard. That's right. And we think there's principles in the Bible that are gonna help us all right now. No matter what area that you're in, we think God's word is gonna help. And so again, that's why we brought Wally on. He's gonna help us. We're opening the Bible, and I think it's really going to speak into wherever you are at. And I also think our chat today uh, is going to help build your faith. So, Wally, super glad that you're on. You're looking good. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, talk to us, man. How are you doing? Well, I just want to say thank you for having me here. And I'm looking forward to just having a great time. Just talking about money. Yeah. You know, money's something that sometimes in the church is very hard to talk about money. But it is something that we need to talk about because it is important to God and it's important to us. You know, so fr fr from uh, looking biblically and just even uh, looking at the way money is in our world today, money is uh, a medium of exchange. That's how you exchange uh, for services, for goods. That's what money is. You know, biblically, money is neither good nor bad. Money is amoral. You know, some people erroneously say money is the root of all evil, which is not true. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. So what makes money good or bad is what you do with it. You know, when you have money in the hands of a good person, doing good things with the money is good money. You know, it's how yeah. you earn your money and how you spend it yeah. that determine whether money is good or bad. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so money takes on the character of the owner of that money. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, the scripture talks about the love of money being the root of all evil in first uh, Timothy chapter six. It is when we pursue money in a way that does not glorify God, or when we spend money the way that does not honor God, yeah. that's when money can be a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's exactly why we're talking about this today, because there's a lot of misperceptions and I think there's also a lot of bad teachings on money and because just like you're saying uh, God provides for us he takes care of us and one of the ways he does that I mean it's through money and so what I want to do is just uh, ask Wally a few questions I, I want him to be able to share with you and uh, listen to what he's saying because I'm telling you uh, the Spirit of God wants to help us he wants to encourage us he wants to enlighten us and he wants to you know he doesn't want us to be like uh, the world 
for one. The world, I think, is confused on the concept of money. But again, uh, God knows and God wants to help us. So let's jump into a few of these. You you actually answered one of these questions mm-hmm. right here. The Bible says a lot about money. Uh, and you just gave me a biblical perspective, kind of a summary of what money is. Uh, my next question would be this. Practically speaking, what should people do right now with their money? There's a lot of people that may be in crisis. This COVID's going on. We do not know how long it's going to last. Uh, you know, there's a, a new stimulus, you know, ideas being floated out there. People are, you know, furloughed. People are coming back to work. It seems like the economy is coming back. And then other people saying, you know, well, we might shut down again. What would you say regarding to people that are in trouble right now with their money? Well, the first thing I'd like to say, you know, to people is regardless of where you are, whether things are good right now or things are not so good, do not be afraid. Mm. You know, there's so much fear going on around. There are reasons for us all to be afraid, but this is the time to trust in God. This is Mm. the time to put our focus, our attention on God. Yeah. You know, so in terms of what people can do, the first thing that I'd like to talk about is know where your money is. You know, the Bible talks about uh, to shepherd. It talks about knowing the state of your flock. Yeah. You know, the same thing applies to our money. Where is your money? Do you know where your money is going? Do you know what your money is doing? Because when you become aware of where your money is, then you get an understanding of how you're spending your money, how you're living your life. And with that, you can come up with actions, uh, with a plan that will produce actions to, you know, get things back online so the first thing is everybody you need to get into your bank statement and see where your money's been spent it's mm, good because if you're not conscious of how your money's been spent there's so many things out there that you're probably paying for that you should not be paying for especially if things are tight right now yeah so i'll give you an example we have three cars in our household one is mine my wife drives one and our oldest son drives one the one my son drives used to be my car and I had, um, had a paid car wash subscription on that vehicle. So now we have three vehicles, three paid car wash subscriptions. Now, my son doesn't really care if his car is clean or not. Okay, so he never takes his car to the car wash. And I look at my statement every month, I'm paying this amount of money every month. And every month I'm going to tell myself, I need to cancel this subscription. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. So that was procrastination right yeah. there. Yeah. That's one thing that is very bad, especially when it comes to your money. Yeah. Eventually, I canceled it. Now, it's not a lot of money, but that amount of money, that same money, however small it might be to me, can feed some pastors in India for a month. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you need to know where your money is going, you know. The next thing I like to talk about is at this tough time, this is when you really need to ask yourself. You need to differentiate between your wants and your needs. Mm, good. Not everything that we spend money on is important. Right. There's some things that you can do without. There's no reason why you have Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus, and all the other stuff. You can do with one. Yeah. So ask yourself, you know, do I really need this thing? Maybe when things were normal, it was okay. But if things are tough right now, go through your expenses. Cut out the waste. Cut out the things that you don't need. Yeah, that's you right. Know? So that, that's another thing. The next thing I, uh, I want to point out is, 
you know, a lot of financial institutions right now are actually willing to work with people. Mm. So you need to pick up the phone if you haven't done so already and call your bank. You know, a lot of banks are letting you defy your car payments, you know, for 90 days in some cases. A lot of banks are letting you, uh, you know, defy your mortgage payments. So if you are in a place where things are tough and you cannot make these major expenses, call your bank. A lot of them are willing to work with you. Take yeah. advantage of what's uh, going on out there. Yeah. And I think just to what you're saying, you know, God has given us the right to steward what he gives us. Absolutely. I mean, he owns it all, but we are stewards. Stewards, we're, we're managing. And I think we have to be good managers. And just, you know, with us over this COVID, I mean, two months ago, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You still moving forward. You have a better idea, but we don't know what's going to happen. So Whitney and I, we've taken a look at our stuff. This is what we can do without. You know, we need to do this, we need to do this, but this, why are we paying for this? Why are we doing this? Because ultimately, you know, having a kingdom mindset is one thing. You know, how does God, you know, want me to treat my money? And listen, God doesn't care if you go get a Starbucks. God doesn't care if you're watching a Netflix show. But if you're not able to, to provide for your family, if you're not able to, to, to be charitable because we have all these things, and a lot of them we don't even use, like that's not being a good steward. And I think ultimately that's what, that's what God wants and expects. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you really think about it, money is a tool. Yeah. Okay? It's a tool for our enjoyment. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, it says God has given us all things to enjoy. God wants us to enjoy our money. Yeah. You know, but God also says that, you know, in enjoying your money, don't forget to do good. Don't mm. forget to be a blessing. Yeah. You know, how could you be a blessing to other people if you're not wisely spending yeah. the money that God has given to you? Yeah. And when I think about that, a lot of the times we think, well, I cannot be a blessing because I don't have much. Mm. But that is not true. You see, it doesn't take a lot of money to be generous. You know, I remember the story in the book of Luke where Jesus was looking at um, people giving their mm, offerings. Yeah. And Jesus paid special attention to this woman that gave two mites. Yeah. It's like people were coming and giving hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this woman came without two dollars. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus said, this woman has given yeah. much because she gave out of our poverty. She gave everything. Yeah. And, and what a testimony right now. I mean, right. all of us, I mean, we're, we're being squeezed a little bit and, and what a testimony to the world when we, when we give, when we do help, even if it's not a lot, the amount doesn't matter. I think it's your heart and doing what God wants you to do. But I think a great testimony, even when, when you've made sacrifices, when you're able to help that person with food, when you're able to help your neighbor, when you're able to help your, your parents out or your family out when they're in need, I mean, that's great. Um, you know, l let me ask you another question. When things get back to, to normal, and I'm putting quotations normal mm. because I, I don't know what even normal will look like yeah. in the future. What do you recommend people doing uh, with their money? So uh, some of the things that we just talked about yeah. now that you do now, even when things get back to normal, maybe when you get your job back or when you get your hours back, when, you know, money's flowing again as it used to. We should not lose those disciplines. Yeah, you know, knowing where your money is, you know, uh, knowing how your money is being spent, differentiating between wants and needs, you know, knowing what you have in your hands, you know, which is, you know, maybe you're not making a lot of money right now, but do you have uh, a skill mm. that you can use? You know, to make more money. That's good. That doesn't need to go away when things get back to normal. Yeah. I I'll give you a, an example. So my wife came home uh, a couple of weeks ago 
and she came on with this face mask. Now, the face masks were beautiful. And I was like, where did you get this from? And she was like, well, one of my nurses gave it to me. And the nurses, the nurse got it from a lady who needed to make extra money. I mean, money was tight for her, but instead of sitting around waiting for somebody to come give her money, yeah. she decided to use the skills that she had to make extra money. Yeah. And she made those beautiful face masks. So when things get back to normal, if you have skills yeah. that you use during the, this pandemic that made you more money, yeah. you keep using it. Yeah. And keep I think, using it. And I think just on, on that, when things are squeezed, we look at ways not only to save, but ways to, you know, to produce. And you know, more. we talked earlier, you said, what's in your hand? That's right. You know, and, and I see, you know, people picking up new skills because at the end of the day, listen, I'm so grateful for the government and their assistance, particularly mm -hmm. during this time. But God has given us all skills uh, to do something. So I, I think you're right on during this time. If things are tight, you know, I believe that God will give us his mindset, you know, to see an avenue where we can, you know, make some extra money, where we can move some things around and and God can help us through this. You Abs know? Absolutely, absolutely. In addition to that, so what do you have in your hands? Is it a skill? Is it something that's sitting in your attic that you can sell mm, on Facebook? I see good. a lot of that going on right now. Do it. Yeah. You know, then you have relationships around you. Yeah. You know, leverage relationship that you have when things are tough. You know, I, there's a song that's been on my mind for a while during this pandemic. It's not a gospel song or anything like that. It's a song, Lean On Me. Mm. You know, there are times that things are tough. Lean on the relationship that you have. Someone might have a word of encouragement, an advice, an idea, something that will help you, you know, to, to, to get through this, yeah. this season. So when yeah. things get back to normal, you know, the scripture talks about the ants mm. in Proverbs chapter six. It yeah. says, you know, go learn from the ants. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they store away the save for raining days. Yeah. So that when things are tough, when the weather is not conducive, they have enough stored up. Yeah. This is the time that everybody should know that you need to have raining day funds. Yeah. If you don't have one right now, when things get back to normal, it doesn't matter how much you earn, you can put something aside. It's a discipline that we all need to have. You know, it's always good to live within your means so that if ever a tough time comes like this, you're yeah. covered. Yeah, and you can help others. You Absolutely. Know? Um, kind of kind of the last uh, question I have here for you, uh, Wally, and this has been really good, man. I really appreciate it and, and all that. I'm gonna go try to make some masks when I get home. And, <laughs> and uh, will, you, will you buy some? I mean, I have 20, 100 um, bucks a piece. Think about it. Think yeah, about good it. Good rates. If you give me good rates, maybe. <laughs> right, here we go. Last question. What are three things that you would encourage people to do right now financially? And you, you might have already said a couple. Well, I mean, I think it's very important if you have debt, you know, if you're owing, to call your financial institution. And there's so many opportunities out there. There's so many things that you can take advantage of. Talk to them. They're willing to work with you. So, so don't suffer in silence. Um, rates are very low. If you're in a position where you have a mortgage and you still have a number of years on your mortgage, if you have not refinanced your mortgage, you need to pick up your phone right now and call your bank. Yeah. You know, because I've actually, I have two examples around me of people that had to refinance their mortgages. And one of them is able to cut 10 years. Wow out of our mortgage, still paying the exact same amount she was paying yeah. before. Thousands That's wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's great. Yep. That's really good. You know, we talked about this earlier, you know, but when, when times are tough, I think one of the things the enemy wants to do, actually two things, to get you down, to get you depressed, but also the enemy doesn't want you to be charitable. The enemy does not want you to to tithe or to give. Um, kind of before we pray, what would your, your response be to someone that says, you know, I'm not making as much right now or things are tight. Uh, you know, I just can't give. I just can't, uh, you know, give tithes or offerings. What would you mm -hmm. say to that? So, so for me, this is actually a big deal. And it's not a, for me, it's not really about the money. It's about where my heart is. Yeah. I started, I got saved when I was in college. And one of the things that I learned back then was the principle of tithing, the principle of putting God first. The Bible says in Proverbs uh, chapter three, honor the Lord with your substance, with the first fruits of your increase. And at that time, the money was never enough. I mean, I don't know about you. Did you have a lot of money in college? Ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> no. But even with the little that I had or I was getting, I started to pay my tithe faithfully. I mean, there were times I had to skip meals, but I made sure that I paid my tithe yeah. so that now that I'm earning a little bit more, it's not difficult. Yeah. The devil would tempt you. I mean, your mind would tempt you. The system of the world would tempt you that this is the time to cut down on your tithe. Maybe instead of 10%, maybe God can do it 2%. But that, that's a lie of the devil because the devil is trying to cheat you out of God's blessings. Yeah. I believe when you honor God with your 10%, God is able to bless the rest and you still have more than you can ever imagine. So yeah. this is not the time to, you know, to take God out of the equation of your finances. This is the time to put God first, not only in paying your tithe. I mean, regardless of how you earn your income, you should be honoring God, yeah. paying your tithe, but also in being a blessing to people. Is always somebody around you that's making a lot less than you, you're making. I mean, some people, if they were in, in our shoes right now, they'd be jumping up and down and yeah. giving testimonies. Yeah. You know, so don't, you know, skimp on God. Don't, don't put God out of your finances. Honor God even when things are rough, when things are tough. And God is faithful. Yeah, that's right. God is faithful. He will always, yeah. always, you know, come true for us when we put him first and yeah. we honor him. And that's something to be grateful. Listen, Absolutely. God has blessed us. I mean, none of us, you know, probably, we always want more. Everyone wants, I wish I had yeah. a, a little newer car. I wish I had some newer shoes. You know, I wish I'd go on a little better vacation or whatever. But God has been gracious to us. And listen, the reason we're talking about this stuff is not because, you know, the church, church needs our money. I'll say this, God has been really blessing our church. And I think, I mean, you just think about Gander Mountain. We were just there. We had our, our, our drive-in service. We're doing that actually uh, again this coming weekend, weather permitting. But the Lord has been faithful faithful to us. And I think we've been faithful to him. Our church is a giving church. Amen. And so, you know, maybe, maybe you're giving right now. We want to say thank you. Maybe you're not. Listen, this is not a, you can't come to our church if you're not giving, but these practical principles are biblical principles that are going to help you. And I think the last thing I want to say before we pray is, listen, if you're going through a tough time, listen, God sees you, God cares. God wants you to continue to trust him. I think in times like these, this is where our faith is tested. This is where we hold on to God. This is where we pray. And we know there's people right now that are struggling. 
We want you to know that, that our church cares for you. We want you to know that, that God is near to you right now. And God is going to work all things out. Amen. You know, I, I, every story that you see of, of Jesus in the Bible, I mean, it's just such a picture of love. I mean, Jesus is going to calm storms. Jesus is going to touch your body. And Jesus is going to take care of your finances. And, and so hopefully, you know, this conversation that we had today is going to help you. Listen, God has given us tools. He's given us resources. Ultimately, they're for Him. You yes. know, we're yes. managers for God. And I think Wally did a great job of just laying that out there, that we are stewards and we were steward well, because one day we're going to see God and we want to say, God, Indeed, we didn't bury our, our, our talent. We used it for you. And so we just want to say, hang in there. If you're struggling, if things are tough, they're going to get better, right? Amen, amen. And, and while I was praying about this session, two scriptures came to my mind. Both of them are in the book of Isaiah. One of them says, say unto the righteous, it shall be well. Mm. You know, so I want to say to you, and I want you to say to yourself, it shall be well it with shall you. Be well with you. The, the next one is in Isaiah chapter 43. The scripture says, God says that um, when you pass through the fire, mm. I will be with you. When you pass mm. through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, you will not be swept away. He says, I will be right there with you. Yeah. I know right now it looks to, you know, a number of people that you're going through the fire, that the waters are sweeping you over. You don't even know if you're going to make it. I want to encourage you, hang in there. Yeah. God said he is with you right now. Amen. He'll be with you. He will see us through. Yeah. And our testimonies will be great. Yeah. But we need to keep honoring God now. Sure and taking advantage of the wisdom that God has given yeah. us, the wisdom that's available to us, and just keep trusting God. Amen. All is gonna be well. Amen. 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 Pray for us, Wally. Okay, Father, we got, just wanna thank you. Yes, Lord. Lord, we wanna thank you because you are a good God. Lord, we know every good and perfect gift comes from you. You're the father of light and in you, there's no variableness. Lord, you're yes, always good. You were good yesterday, you're good today, you'll be good tomorrow. Yes, Lord, I just want to pray, God, for my brethren. Lord, uh, as many as just looking up to you, whether things are tight or things are going well. Lord, that in the midst of what every single person is going through now, Lord, that you open our eyes to see you, to see that you are working for us, to see that you are, you are loving us, that you never leave us, you never forsake us. Lord, for as many people as are struggling right now in their finances, maybe they've lost a job. Lord, I pray that you will encourage them by your spirit. Lord, you help them to know that you're working things out together for their good. Lord, I pray, oh God, that you open great doors, doors of new employment, open their eyes to see what they can do to earn more. Lord, supernaturally, miraculously, meet the needs of your people. Above all, Lord, let our hearts forever praise you, honor you, and put you in the place where you belong in our lives, the place of number one. Yes, Lord. Lord, we pray with thanksgiving in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 God bless you. We'll see you next time. Amen. Thanks, Thank man. you. Thank you. Thank you. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be than hearing you, Lord. Hearing you love, there's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be. And hearing you love, set a fire, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't 
in control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set her fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. 